podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Here we are, dude. The pileup is beginning now. People have like, I don't even know, 20 hours or something before the deadline after listening. Yeah, it's a pileup. It's just more red arrows than normal, so it's great. Yeah, we're averaging a higher number of red arrows per 90. It's good. Yeah. How you doing? Um, you know, just normal, normal stuff, <laughs> normal, normal, normal things. I did the the maths on your minus eight, and you came out basically even. So, yeah, that's great. I feel like yeah, uh, yeah. my motto when gambling on sports is that a push is a win, and taking a minus eight and basically getting a gray arrow despite a captain blank and a minus eight that's that's basically a win for me. Yeah, my motto is like a push <laughs> slash. Gray arrow is even though it was a really a red arrow is a huge green arrow, so it's great. <laughs> it's a great motto. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I just trick myself into fake life, and it's fantastic. Well, yeah, your red arrow is teeny seven k. Talk talk to me about your week. Um, I mean, I, I was someone was like, oh, like when are you potting? Like, are you going to be dark? I was like, dude, I got an Otel return, and I'm right. so I could have had ten. I could have had. <laughs> Like thirteen points this week, as long as Otel got a return, like I'm so happy with the vice cap too. Like looks so oh good. God. Yeah, it's it's the V. It's like it's yeah. more sexual, yeah. even though obviously Kane just didn't do anything. But yeah, I mean, I got a fifty-one with my hit accounted for a small red arrow. Uh, getting Sun in was like good. Obviously, he's going to be a good player. And uh, Captain Kane didn't work out. He he was. I mean, we'll talk about Spurs, but he was like dropping deeper. Ollie was playing more forward than him. I think the average, even average positioning throughout really? the game, Ollie okay. was a little bit more ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Otsel was the the tactics from Freddie were just bad. I'm sure we'll as well talk about Arsenal, but that was very upsetting to see him in like the first ten minutes. He was just playing completely free role, like centrally, just drifting like left right, and then. I think it was around like ten to fifteen minute mark. They just like went into like four three three, and he was just on the left wing, just completely shunted, like fucked out of the game, which was diabolical. But you know, I got 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 Trent points, got obviously Vardy, like uh, LL Vardy, and mm-hmm. I mean you, it must be said that the real uh, Kevin, I, I mean holding Kevin that that banger was ridiculous, even though he was ridiculous. bad again. I think, yeah. But the the real hero is like his name is Martin Kelly. He's just Ugh. such a beautiful human. You have to rub that into me, yeah. No, nah, he's yeah, just like he's just like the best pick in the game right now. It's <laughs> just like he he is the best defender value pick in the game. Oh, by far, by far, by far. Yeah, and he I mean can we were. Yeah, we were very fortunate to keep it clean. Like we could have easily let up oh, two goals on the another numbers day. were I mean, ridiculous. Wood yeah. had like insane chances. Yeah, yeah, Wood fucked up. Yeah, four he, times yeah, like yeah, in the box. He really like, did. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we still play three DMs, and you know, you got to get a little bit lucky to have a clean sheet. Like it's hard to have a clean sheet, 
And yeah, I mean, Palace, the, the run until fucking like March is just really stupid. We only have one bad fixture until March 21st when we go to Liverpool. So yeah, that's Palace, just Palace in right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, Kelly it's, is just a great pick. PVA is yeah. getting talked about a bit. His stats were really Gu- bad against Guaita Burnley, though, too. which is. Yeah, Guaita looks like pretty okay, even though he still suffers from kind of like that Henderson syndrome where, you know, he's right in and around like between two and four saves a game. But, you know, he, he's, he's okay on bonus points. So, you know, he's, he's reasonable, but at five million, you know, that's not cheap. And then you're also right there, like in the Schmeichel territory where it's just like you're dumb to pick a Palace defender over. A Leicester defender, just based on like the team, even though the fixtures are whatever, you know. So right. anyway, but yeah, I mean, you know, fifty-one points, like fine. Everything's. I got Ozil. It's everything's fine with Ozil, so it's fine. Yeah. He he's just he he does pick himself. He's he's just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll just solidly take assists as usual. Yeah. So how about yeah. you? Uh, fifty three, but on minus four, so forty nine, just below average. Another red arrow, also a small red arrow, though. I'm not not too bothered. Like obviously, the week we both transfer out Raz. Oh yeah, he, he plays the position about. that he hasn't played in like two months, maybe. And I think three, maybe two, somewhere two in there. I actually will do the work maybe on the plane tomorrow since I'll have a lot of time. Like I want to actually pull the heat maps and show people what we're talking about because I looked at a couple of them and most of the heat maps in the season, he's just on the touchline and then, you know, against Newcastle, he's just like in the box, second striker. And obviously we would have kept him if that was his thing. But the, the thing that was like putting me over the edge with Raz this weekend was that, like the game happened and then it finished and then like you know obviously always on slack yeah people are oh, just sitting there the saying worst. like i mean i hate people that are <laughs> fucking horrible <laughs> it's just so bad but it's like people are just like oh like yeah like i kept raz instead of mo because like you know like coon out and you know the position was really the only problem it's like we literally watch them have a game with, and then and they're like Kunat, like Jesus, saying like Razan will play better, or whatever. We literally watch them play midweek in in a Champions League game with Jesus, and Raz was exact same position next to Pep with zero shots on target, and everyone's just like in hindsight, just like, oh yeah, like of course, like he's e- like better hold, like easier right. hold. It's just like, dude. You're like, did you just banish that from your mind that that happened? Like, <laughs> right. he was playing the exact same position that he has with Kuhn with Jesus in midweek. It's like, dude, that's not like, what are you basing this it's on? That's like accurate. me saying, yeah. like, oh, like, fucking Joel Ward, he's injured, but he might not be injured. And he used to play CDM, so he used to be out of position. So maybe this week he's going to play out of position. It's like, yeah. what? Dude, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, he's going to play a position he hasn't played all, like, all season because of dumb shit when you have a data point against that is beyond my understandings. So it's like, instead of people just being like, oh my God, like, so lucky with Raz, like, he played, like, the regular Raz position, they're just saying, you know, oh yeah, of course, like of course he was going to do this. It's just like, what the fuck are you saying? It's yeah, insane. That's by far the most tilting shit. I'm happy I wasn't on Slack for that because I I would have been equally tilted. But 
Yeah, for those who don't know, I was at the Liverpool Brighton games. I basically missed all of Saturday, but do you like, have Van Dyke? Yeah, I mean, I was about oh. to say it was all worth it. You know, I have BVD. Gets a fucking brace. We get three points. It was incredible. Even though I knew, like, yeah, I should have transferred Mo out instead of Raz. We talked about that on Friday of My Life. I would have capped Vards as he was my captain all week, as we talked about last pod. But, like, I was, went to the match, so I captained Mo. Fuck it. Like, I don't care. And it was all worth it. It was great. Um, hit didn't work out at all because of Raz. Net, giant net loss for me. But, you know, it's fine. I had a great day. It was all fine. It was all a dream. Good for you. Um, housekeeping. Shout out to FML Field Prize League Mugly winner for November. <clears throat> December kicks off tomorrow, so which is like the most competitive mug month of the season because there's so many game weeks. So get in there for that. But yeah, winner for November, Kyle Rutherford, a.k.a. Shinpan Jack, a.k.a. Fuego Alert with the bench boost to get him over the line. And shout out to the leader of the FMLPL Public League, Norwegian guy called Halstein. You Steadbo or something, and his team yeah, name no, is no, 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 no. That was definitely correct. Here's the spelling of his last name: Y D S T E B O. Yeah, Steadbo. <laughs> no, yeah, no I nailed it. it. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, I was his to team name is Nympho Mane, which I I like a lot. I don't really understand what that is, but I'm happy that he's having just a like job by him. intense, intense BDSM yeah. just sessions. <laughs> just, for, he's a for, big for, Mane for, fan, if you know yeah, what I mean. You said, you said, you said, let's go. Right. Um, where do you want to kick off here? So I think we have many, many topics to discuss. I would definitely like to talk about Spurs and Arsenal in isolation. Um, maybe those are the two places we could start. Yeah, do you have anything Nor- that's North London? North, yeah, North, North. What, what do you, what do you want to go there? Where do you want to go? Well, I watched the Arsenal match. I didn't right, see the there. full Spurs match, so yeah, let's yeah. just start with Arsenal. I mean, what do you see there? I felt like. Ob's owners are extremely lucky, and he really didn't deserve that brace at all. Um, I don't think extremely lucky is like enough plaudits yeah. or or enough ex- example of how lucky it was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. He's, he was playing reverse out of position for like eighty five of the ninety minutes. Yep. Um, I mean, he was on the right wing, just putting in like head down crosses, and you know, scoring on the pen after he already fucked the pen. Plus broken corner goal braces. I mean, that is just so tilting. I don't have many words for this. Yeah, especially uh, as you were you were considering either one. Laka was the way more threatening player in open play. Yeah, I mean Laka. He had one big chance in the first half that he kind of like fluffed, and then really it came down to just Fred Fredberg. The, the the tactics were just really bad to me. Like he had an okay eleven for Dude, what he had with, with Tierney. Was a and, fucking nightmare. Well, I think with Tierney and Bellerin out, like okay, but I but what do you I, Willock? I still don't really understand why people think he's good. I have not seen him play one good game yet, and people seem to just say like, oh, he's fine because he's like in the youth team and Freddie coached the youth team and he loves him. Like I thought he was very poor. But with those fullbacks, I think the main problem with that I had with the tactics were that 
he kept going. Every single attack was being funneled out wide, and they didn't have one single buildup up the middle third, which just didn't make sense to me when you have Otsal. Like the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game, Otsal was kind of a free roll, kind of floating around left or right. And that's when they were kind of like blazing around. And then all of a sudden, they made a switch where Otsal was just on the left wing yeah. for this forward left player. And he was like, he didn't deep be- left. Yeah, I mean, he might as well, they just might as well play 10 men with like a 4 4 or a 4 3 2 with like no left winger. He can't play that position. He's just, that's an ineffectual position for him. And they were doing like a lot of really good things in the first 10, 15 minutes from what I was watching. Ozil was getting on the ball and yep. he was like kind of creating stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you go over to the corner flag and stand there for the rest of the game and do nothing. And then Obs is just like head down, like putting in bullshit crosses and lock his mark by 10 men. It made no sense. So that was very upsetting because I thought like Frederick is like, he's like cutie. Like he's like a hot bod, like good guy. <laughs> he's kind of a weird little cutie. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, but but it was just it was just an insane thing for me that I was like look, watching the game and initially I was like okay like this could this could this could do things this is like workable and you know with then the other thing is like if he did the exact same thing with Tierney and Bellerin they could have scored seven like I mean that would have been Chambers was so fucking bad yeah. it was so insane how bad chambers was in this game but they kept like funneling to the right like putting it's, attacks it's like the same he was so bad it's the same annoyance that i had with Klopp in the liverpool napoli game when gomez was playing right back it's like gomez chambo those kind of guys they can do a job but they can't replicate the guys that they're taking the place of you know, like Chambo right. can't do what Bellerin does. Gomez can't right. do what Trent does. So you have right. to adapt and change. Right, right. And right. yeah, I hate and, that. Yeah. crazy. I mean, Freddie just didn't do that at all. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Laka definitely like quote unquote so much better of a pick than Obbs. It's not yeah, based really off one game, not close. Yeah, it's not close, and you know I'm down fucking eleven points from yeah. it. So that's had a good two job shots. Me, one was the pen, and one was a broken corner. Nothing Ops could have had literally zero, zero like, shots he in missed, open play. He missed the pen, like, and he got a broken. It's just literally zero shots so, in open play. Laka had three and was central. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Obs was just so bad, and Laka was really bad. Also, I think like his hold up, he I can't believe he didn't get a yellow card. He must have had like five fouls that game, and I just thought that he was also just very poor in general. But positional wise, like he was definitely better than Obs. And yeah, another yeah, thing I mean, with the tactics that was really frustrating was just that to me it was just like. I understand that like Obs can play the wing and like he's capable of scoring goals from that position and like yeah sure whatever he scored two goals even though it's bullshit it's like he still should be like in and around the box you know like I feel like Freddie was basically playing him in like Pepe's position like just the widest winger just putting in crosses like that's not what you want you want him like minimum cutting in you don't want him just like as a winger and I, yeah, that I mean, was I think we, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's also similar to kind of what City have been doing with some of these games when they put in seventy crosses. It's just like, why are you not building up through the central of the field when you have like David Silva and shit? When like, you you know you could do those kind of ticky tackas and try and like 
unlock or whatever, like just get those quick one twos and then run in behind, like down the middle. You're just going out wide and then crossing into these donkey center backs who just clear everything without an issue. When your striker is like a fucking midget, like Laka or Jesus or Kuhn or whatever, you know, it's yeah. it's insane. I mean, it was just like really insane, and I, I it's, it's just it's so confusing. Like he's not a manager. Yeah, it's so well, almost it's almost as if, but it's also just so confusing that you know we watch the game and. I honestly like the first fifteen minutes. I was like, "Wow, like Arsenal are gonna fucking do these. Like yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. gonna be Absolutely. competitive." And then he switches formation into like, "Up oh, here, Norwich, like get whatever amount of points you want today." Because I'm just like, "We're done now." Yeah. And I'm just, I just, I'm watching. I'm just like, "What are they?" And then it's halftime. I'm like, "Okay, maybe we'll go back like to regular, like when they were doing good." And then he does nothing. He does the exact same thing. I'm just like, "What the fuck are they watching?" It's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, rough, rough showing for Freddie. I hope for Nate and Luca and everyone's sake that he is not permanent. <laughs> not be good. I don't think. No, no. Uh, yeah, but the other North London team keeps scoring a lot of goals. Spurs keep scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, what'd you see there? So yeah, I'm basing it off highlights, but funnily enough, they were like outshot less shots on target, you know, like a lot of things were basically similar in the numbers, but when it came to actually just XG and the quality of the chances between the two teams, like Spurs were getting like sitters and just Ali looked incredible. Toby was just Danny Dimesing his all day, every day, just like it used to be like three years ago or whatever the fuck. Um, and honestly, when I checked my dad's phone when I was at at the ground and I saw Spurs three goals, I was like, "Oh my god, Kane, let's go!" You know, like I probably just got a haul. And then when you watch the highlights back, I'm just like, "Where's Kane? Like he's just not even in the picture." A lot of those counters, he just can't keep up. He's like jogging yeah. while Son and Ali are just blazing by him, and he's like pointing to a yeah. spot, and they're already in the box. I'm like, "What yeah. is this?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the story of the game. I mean, Ali again, like his average positioning was ahead of Kane, which is not very common, even though we always like make fun of, you know, Kane dropping deep, like yeah. whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, Kane, there were, there were so many counterattacks where he's just not in frame. And I'm not just watching, I'm like, where yep. are you? Like, what are you doing? Where are you and what are you doing? And I just couldn't give an answer to that. Where are you? Yeah, we're right. let's be having you. But, <laughs> yeah, but no, Ali it felt was, bad on highlights as a cane owner, but it seemed like his his he stats also did were have, good. He took a bunch yeah. of shots and stuff. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like Son, I think he had two really good chances that he messed up that would have been Kane assists. And I mean Kane had like one chance I can recall on the top of my head. But in general, I mean, he was still just like around, you know, the points. Yeah. It just wasn't on those like huge long ball counters, like Kane's just like crawling in midfield or something. Right, but, right. Yeah, I mean, Kane, Kane still looks good. Some look good. Ali, I just don't think, I think that was more of a one off for Ali and just like he's going to let Ali roll, run free because of like the midweek. They were a little bit tired and shit like that. I mean, Sun still look good and. You know, Sissoko look good somehow, but I, I think Luke, like that, that also is like a more, you know, you feel bad if you just bought Lucas in because he's fucking Obviously, benched. Yeah. But if you put Lucas in that, like the average position was the exact same thing, like basically level with Kane and Ollie, like in that kind of like right side over there with like RA a little bit behind. 
And I think if you have Lucas, like you're still just like very happy that you have him. As I, I expect yeah. him to come straight back in. I and just on those I mean, counters too. You know, yeah, on those there, counters, yeah. like he's there's no comparison between Sissoko and Lucas on the counter, like playing forward like that. You know. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I think Spurs. It's the the defenses. I I just don't think that people are really. People that are just like, oh yeah, I'm going to get the defenders in because it's like a Mourinho team and they're going to shut up shop. Like, I think that that is undervaluing Mourinho's kind of like ability as a manager of, of playing to his squad and just playing and like mm. kind of like like kind of old bias of just like he has teams normally keep good clean sheet numbers because their defense is very bad. They like have the, these the like midfield is just like yeah. Yeah, the the midfield is bad and the the midfield ads they made like in Dumbele's who's I don't want to go over the fucking free kick goal that that he let up again, but him and like Lacelso and Winks like Dyer can't pass. They don't have the personnel to shut it down. And I don't really understand why people are like, oh yeah, like they're going to be so good defensively. Like I want to get like Gazaniga and Aurier in because they're going to get clean sheets. Like, dude, I mean, like they're we, not. We were there when the move first happened. We were like, yeah, they might be good. And I, I, I was like, yeah, I feel better with Gaz now than I did before. Yeah, but, but the people tactics. simultaneously are ignoring the results and what's been happening. I totally agree with and you. It's, yeah. And it has nothing to do as much with the results of just the performances of like yeah. they're still really bad on set pieces, but the performances are not that he's like let's shackle these and play three DMs and you know like go like palace mode and hope to nick counterattacks with like Kass and Hazard, no, no. aka like Sun and Kane. He's like our defensive players are very bad, and for us to win games, like it's going to be three twos. And there's nothing that he's done so far to to lead us to believe that they're going to start playing defensively. Like, you know, I'm of course like going to Old Trafford, you know, this week, and you know that's going to be a game where he'll probably like they'll set up more conservatively, yeah, a little bit more conservatively. But he's still playing like a pivot with one defense, one of the CDMs who's just can't play defense and playing four attackers who are like, you know, Ollie's box to box, but you know, he's more of like an, a twat mode yellow card in, in recovery than just like coming back and like really like shoring it up, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that, that, that has also bothered me like this week, two weeks, just the narrative of like, you know, Oh, like double defense didn't be good or something like, because, the, the the performances just haven't been like that to me. And I and I don't really it doesn't make sense to me to cite like the last like five years of Mourinho's management of like looking at how he set the team up that he's gonna all of a sudden like somehow try and do that with Spurs when they just don't have the they don't have the personnel. I mean they don't have like Dyer and Matic, like okay, then that's gonna be a defensive team. But he has like little Diddy Kong and like shitty ass DMs who play like Cam and Dyer who's just ridiculous. He's got right card shot every game. Like they're not gonna keep clean sheets. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean I definitely like Gaz doesn't feel good anymore. It felt good for a week, and it doesn't feel good at all anymore. I mean, yeah. the, the Harry Wilson free kick was ridiculous, worldy. That's not going to happen every week. But they had lots of other shots in the box. They had no yeah. problem getting into the box and getting shots in the box, and that's not the sign of a good defensive team. He's going to yeah. keep a lot of clean sheets. Um, Gav said, is Delhi essential? LOL, Gav. Uh, Lucas was wondering if we could look at Ali compare like compare this season to his underlying stats in the sixteen seventeen season, and then Bowski said, "Rank the Tottenham assets 
also a range of players you'd be happy to sell to bring them in, like Matto out, etc. How do you rank these guys? So I I think the Ollie, like that was an interesting question, like sixteen, seventeen, like yeah. He's we we have three games so far with Ollie, and you like you look at the West Ham game last weekend in the league, and he had I think zero shots in the box. And this week he should have scored a hat trick. Yeah. And he was like playing more forward than Kane. And he just had free license. They were playing a little bit deeper, deeper back line. And uh, Toby was playing long balls and they were just like trying to hit on the counter. So what does that so say? To I, you? I think we just need more info. I think it, what it says to me is that Ollie is definitely going to be good and he's going to be either assisting or scoring like a lot of their goals probably like a really high percentage of like the Spurs goal involvement is going to be with Ali because it's building up or he's at the tip of the spear if he's running in behind Kane and Kane's like lying down at the mid circle the center circle or something but I think that we just need like a little bit more time but I, I definitely think that we've seen enough from Spurs to know that like Ali is like the talisman kind of player yeah, and he just looks really good. Like I think he's a he's very been much like really good in all three games. Yeah, every I, game. I, like he's had different jobs to yeah, do, yep. and he's looked really good yep. every game. And he, whether or not he puts Erickson in against like a four and four one or whatever, like midweek against Olympiacos, like he's just he's really good. And it's him or his brother, whoever is out there. Like they're great, <laughs> and it's a good it's a good price point. It's a good pick and. I think, like, you know, you're looking at like a Madison type. Like, if you can get there, it's not close. Like, Madison's not playing the same position. Like, look at the stats that Ollie had this weekend. Madison won't have a game with those stats his entire fucking life. Ever. They just yeah. don't play the same Ever. position. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that you're like overthinking it. If you're like, oh, let me be passive, like, Madison, good fixtures, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, maybe now, like, this at one Old Trafford. Home versus yeah, the, uh, yeah, you can wait fine. a week. But, like, if you're still thinking about that past that, like, Madison's going to tick just like fucking Zaha will, but he's not playing like striker like Ollie is. I think like, Ollie's like, yeah. way better. It's not you're close. having a fucking great pod right now. I just want to oh, say you're pod. absolutely killing it right now. See, this when we don't talk because you're away, yeah, cause and we, I have like so much pent up yeah, like, yeah, pod yeah. anger. Oh. We need to talk yeah. less, but not actual. But <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 I mean, I Ollie, I feel I basically echo all of your thoughts. And I just wanted to say also, it's like a lot of it will depend on how the opponent plays and how Spurs can exploit the opponent best. You know, like Mourinho is just trying to get three points. He's not trying to get, you know, maximize Ollie's like goal scoring tally. If the game is going to be slow, build up, et cetera. There might be games, again, like two weeks ago, like you said, Ollie just doesn't really get in the box, doesn't have any shots in the box. He's just kind of progressing the ball, spraying the ball to the wingers, et cetera. But if the game script goes the way it did against Bournemouth and and Moo sees something or Toby sees something and it's like we can just go over the top of these guys, then that's what's going to happen. It's not like he's going to you know score 25 goals or some shit. It's just going to be like week to week a different role. Yeah. yeah. How to expose him? Expose him. So, how would you rank these <laughs> these assets? I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. I want Ollie for sure. Yeah, I, I still think it's like Sun one, Ollie two, Luke, Lucas three. Um, Not Kane three. No, I think Kane's four. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. I don't I'm know. Still, I mean, I, in the same way that we need more time with Ollie, I I still think that there are going to be matches where. 
the opposition's going to be like very parked and it's going to be like that might be the game where Kane gets like six or seven shots so or something like the, that. The problem that I have, like I agree with you completely. I think when they play these shitty teams and the, yeah. the opponent is parked, like the problem I have with Kane of what I've like in my head when I, like, you know, when you t- honestly, when we pod and you talk and we start doing this, like I have pictures in my head, like kind of on replay. Right. And I see Kane mark himself out of the game by standing behind the center back in between the two center backs when the ball's on the flank or at the half space yeah. like all the time and i don't and I, and i feel like he scores goals against buses by pure luck when it's just like a ricochet or some pinball Crosses, thing and yeah i i i like that's how i envision like i see most of his goals and points coming on counters kind of and i just don't know if that he, I just don't, I just don't feel like he's going to be like really good against these bad teams. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't yeah. have that much confidence in him. Honestly, it's yeah. like I, I, I watch him play, and I'm just like, dude, like, what are you up to? Like, you're, you're kind of being a little bit silly here, a little silly pants, <laughs> and it confuses me many, many times. But yeah. you know, he's in, and I mean, on pens is always like he's a pen and like some little bullshit like obs thing away from getting like. 12 or 13 points. Yeah, every which week. Which he will, yeah, which he'll always have in his locker. But like when you look at Lukash, like three big chances last game, like he didn't play this week. But like if he was playing instead of Sissoko, like he would have scored. Yeah, he would have scored. And like that's yeah. exciting to me. And, and he's Kane, fucking and Kane wouldn't five have, million less. Yeah, he's and Kane five million have less. His role wouldn't have been affected at all if that was Lucas and yeah, Sissoko. No, no, yeah. no, not at all. So uh, that yeah, feels so bad. I was so excited to get Kane. But yeah, you might be right. I still think like. Dude, Kane has a one double digit game. It was game week one all year. I know. It's game week but it's 15. Like, that's, that, no, that's, that's what's bad. interesting and like, that's what's How interesting, that interesting and why that's we start every with Spurs is that game weeks one through 12 like basically don't count. That's I, why I, it's like interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but like, that's bad. Is that not good? Yeah, okay. It's not, it's not good. That is not good. Not good. Not net, good. Net good. Not good. Okay, so that's Spurs. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with your ranking. I'm upset about it, but I'm fine with it. And Luke, dude, I must say, like, if you own Lukash, like, please hold Lukash. Oh yeah, yeah. Do yeah. not panic with Lukash. Yeah, he's gonna get points. He's just gonna get points. Sissoko is a fucking piece of shit. Like, it's he's not gonna take his place. Lucas is good. Yeah, he's good. He's just good. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions on Chelsea attack. We got Craig with Tammy out and Mount missing minutes. Do we think Pulisic is the essential Chelsea asset? Chucky on Slack, how worried about Chelsea should we be after the Tammy-less shit show? And then Balski again, he needs a Tammy replacement. He's asking, is Tammy to Ings going off the deep end? It would free some money for Spurs assets after the tricky midweek. All right, so Pulisic, tell me, you, you bought him. I bought him. He blanked. Davy Captain, nightmare. Um, listen, I mean, it was one of those weird things. I'm getting used to life in the UK where you don't actually watch matches. You just watch match of the day. And he apparently hit the bar and he had a couple or a few really good chances. His underlying stats were great. Like he easily could have braced. But on match of the day highlights, he did absolutely nothing and wasn't involved in anything. He had one like speculative shot that would swerved and hit the stanch, and stanchion, yeah, stanch, and it just yeah, hey. it's just important 
in that way, even if you're not a stats person, it it shows the importance of just like looking at the numbers and seeing seeing the actions that the guys actually had. I mean, he had five shots in an XG over one. Like that's ridiculously good. That's, you know, incredibly good. And he Frank's already talking like he might play down the middle, play striker. So yeah, a blank is fucking annoying. Obviously, especially the week you buy a guy, you want him in. But to me, it seems like, and a lot of stats people are very high on him right now, and he looks really good in, in the matches I've watched, not in the highlights. It seems to me like he is the main man, and I feel very confident in you know in him going forward. I feel really good with him. Okay, so Pulisic in. Yeah, I still totally think he's like a very good pick. And so, what, what you sent sent me something about Kaylee's like statsbomb.com. Mm-hmm. That he's just like Mo reincarnate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was what, do you, like, what do you have to say about? I that? guess I'm going to advertise for the Double Pivot Pod. I'm a Patreon supporter of theirs because I'm a fucking nerd and I love that shit. They did like a special, like deep dive on Pulisic. They do it with all kinds of different players in all kinds of different leagues. But they did Pulisic this past week, and they were just going basically insane about how good he is and how much of like a corner he's turned. He had all of these things that he was really good at. And I think Kaylee, the last pod with Kaylee on our pod, he he mentioned that pool six, what he's actually elite, like world class at is receiving the ball in the box and keeping the ball in the box. And, you know, those are obviously two really good things. And Mo is incredibly good at that too. And, what he's done this season is kind of just take everything to the next level where he's turning that possession and that those those passes received into the box. He's turning that into shots or shot assists, which he wasn't doing really at Dortmund, even though he's flashing it a little bit. And that's what he's doing this season, and that's why he's putting up like ridiculous five shots to key pass type numbers that he never really showed before. So, yeah, I mean, the the statistical comp that, Goodman came up with was basically Mo before Mo exploded. Like that's the thing that Mo was incredibly good at in Italy, um, consistently incredibly good at before he really just basically became a second striker at Liverpool. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that hopefully that yeah. gets people excited. So who are we? Who's Balski getting in for Tammy replacement? And are do you oh. even transfer Tammy out at this point? I mean, he might play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. Like, we are not going to get news, and that's kind of why we got rid of him, right? Yeah, I I, like this is that honestly, like two years ago, I would have never even considered transferring Tammy out with that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I have like a couple like point two value, like blah blah blah. And like, you know, Lacazette's two points. I'm like, I want that. Like, yeah. I need that. You need that. Yeah, yeah. But when you have like three games in a week and you have max uncertainty with no like data and you can rebuy the player like fairly easily, it's, this isn't like a 12 and a half million player and where you're, you know, you're, you're bombing him out and you're redistributing it elsewhere. You'll never be able to buy him back. Like, he plays 70 minutes a game. He's obviously like a good player. You know, he's like he's fine. Great, yeah. Yeah. He's great. But, 
you know, when you have this uncertainty, now people are also, it's like, oh, well, this, like, another week where it's like, oh, like, I have, like, Tamori and Soyuncu, like, Mount, like, I have these players who have, like, good fixtures, like, I could still get away with it if he doesn't play, like, you're just losing value and losing upside, I think, and I just, like, don't really get what's up. Like, he could still miss the next two games easily. Like, the next two games are in fucking... That would be very unsurprising. Yeah, I mean, the next two games are like tomorrow and in like three days. Yeah, so, right. you know, like when you, when you look at like, you know, Rashford, like Jimenez, who just like doesn't ever, ever not return, you know, there's just like a lot of guys that you can get there. I think, I think it's like, it's, it, this is the opportunity where you have to like, okay, let me, let me see. Like you have a player who's owned by like 75% of everyone. Like this is where you get a little, a little 10 point diff, like a little chunk rise. Yeah, by, bring in Kane, by spiking the fourth someone. best Spurs option. Like have fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are two more points that you would. Tammy got zero points. Laka <laughs> got two. Kane got two. Like these are two points that you would not have gotten otherwise. Yeah, exactly. but I, I, I think it's you know it's also how you play the game, right? It's like you know, okay, you you have other fires to put out. Like you do this and that, right. or you want to save or whatever. Like oh, maybe I'll be fine midweek. Like I don't care. I could get away with benching him for the next three game weeks. Like that's very likely. Yep. If you have like five good defenders, like, you know, even like Rico has a good fixture this week, this midweek or whatever, and you have Tammy, like, you know, you could, if he doesn't play three games, like, you're okay. But then it's like, what are we doing here? Like, you, you're going to just like rest them to play like these like mid table defenders. Like, I, I don't know. It's just not, it doesn't seem good. So, yeah, it's a very low yeah. ceiling safe play. And it's kind of what we've been like straying away from. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel happy to not have him right now and not be like, oh, I hope he plays. Like, I don't know. I don't want no, that. that feeling we've been through. So I think that was also, it's like, we've been through that so, so much. much. Like, so much. I remember like with like Baines. I remember I had Baines for like, you had him for like a month. I had a month of Baines where I think he played like one game in like five. And I would just every week I was like, oh, like great fixture. Like the 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 presser is like, oh, he's like training with the team again. He's like on the bench, and it just happened over and over again. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I just I'm just losing points every week. So, right. yeah, I mean, I think this is a good opportunity to try and like do it. And you know, we we are already one game past it, which is like maybe already too late. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned Jimenez, who is just a great option. And similar to the, <clears throat> how we talked about Kane and Vardy, like he will play 90 every game in December. He's, he's never rested. So you yeah, have Same that. with Jim. Same with Jim. That's what I mean, Jimenez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're that's bad. That's what I'm you're talking bad. about. Yeah, yeah, So that's great. And he looks great, and his numbers are great. And even though they're, they're like a max one goal a game team, He's his involvement is ridiculously high. It's no longer a two striker formation, so he's just central to everything. So yeah, and that's a straight swap. So I love that pick. I mean, yeah. Ings, dude, what do you make of Southampton and Ings and shit? Ings is flying. I, he's no, I mean, flying. he's flying. But I, I, I think that they looked again just really bad. Well, they were they were good against Arsenal, but I think they were really bad against Watford. I'm, you know, they they got very lucky to to win the game and. They just, they don't create chances, which is my issue with them. Like yeah. their goals are on like actual complete 110% bullshit. Well, unless you scoop, just like, scoop the ball with your hand like Janepo and then just like throw yeah. it forward, that works too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The that fact works, that that but... wasn't Vard out is like yeah, maybe the biggest joke well, of the season. Vard is just lulls to Vard, but I, I, that's my main problem with Southampton. Is like they have these good fixtures, but they're just they just play bad. Like every game they play bad, and um, you know, I mean the the JWP banger is just like an, a dumb like you know a dumb foul. Like you know maybe you could have even saved that, and then things that like Ings goals are just consistently of like. Basically, harrying the goalkeeper is just yeah. all he does. Yeah, yeah, and he has probably like two of the last five goals he scored in the league have been down to just like a goalkeeper error. Which you know that's a skill, I guess that you're you know More you're running and just yeah, yeah. You're, you're running and and fucking them to hell like all the time. But his goal was ridiculous. Like it was just fucking bullshit joke goal. Like it wasn't like oh good chance created like good finish. It was just like a fucking OBS' second goal basically. You know, it was just like some broken bullshit yeah, like goal. Scrappiest thing ever. Yeah, and I I just don't like I was I, someone on Slack was saying actually it was kind of interesting. It was just saying you know I I at this this season I'm trying something different where I'm I'm not you know watching to see like the underlying stats if it's sustainable and just more like results based just like results oriented just being points. like okay like he's scoring they have good fixtures like right. maybe it'll keep going maybe right. it won't and that's fine like that is fine with it's me fine way to but play, I th- yeah. I think you you just need to like check your expectations a little bit and and acknowledge that like there's a lot of luck here with things points like the team looks bad. He plays a different formation with different personnel literally every week. And I mean, you know how I feel about that. We've talked about that on the pod a lot, how much we hate that. And I just, I just don't see this as sustainable. He's also just, he has, the, the player has, has seven goals and one assist. He has 13 bonus points on the season. That's a lot of bonus points, which is like you know it's, it's like very the nice of playing on a bad team. <laughs> yeah, and the, which is very nice because the team sucks and they never keep clean sheets and yeah. everyone else fucking sucks. Yeah. But he's not like Bray saying like he's getting these scrappy one goals and then it's somehow turning into like more points than it should. Kind of, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I just I think he's just like a bad pick. I I don't I don't like him at all. I'd rather have Mousset not close for a million less. Mousset, I don't think dude, that's don't say that. Don't pronounce that. T's French, dude. I'm not French. Mousset. <laughs> Mousset. I, like I think that's I don't think that's close. I think he gets such better chances than Ings. Like the last four games. Well, hold on. Let's get to Mousset. The the only thing that I wanted to like add on to Ings is that well, I guess it's two things. One is that like I totally agree his goals are extremely scrappy. He's not shooting once per game. He's not doing that like kapoo thing. He's not like only scoring on pens. And like while his goals are lucky, I like the fact that he's at least getting like three shots, four shots, two shots, sometimes six shots against Wolves. And he's like getting in and around there. And we know that like he has a history. The second thing I want to say is he has a history of returning points. Like when he plays. He usually gets points, and he usually also gets injured, but he hasn't done yet this season. So while a lot of his goals are scrappy and lucky, I mean, I feel like it's sort of like what Vardy was doing also, you know, like three, four weeks ago. It's just like, oh, my God, he gets his one fucking chance and scores it. But it's like that can turn into form almost, you know, and now Vardy's getting tons of chances and scoring every week, and everyone's captaining him, and it's like, they're lucky, unsustainable ways of scoring, but he's also doing other things that 
could lead to goals like shooting and and just being in the box all the time and like I think like while I mostly agree with what you said I think there's just and we've been talking about this a lot especially recently it's just like intuition like gut feel like balls feels types of things and I think that those are very real things and like Ings just feels good right now. Like home Norwich, away Newcastle, home West Ham, away Villa. Like to me, he just like feels good. Like Southampton are trying to turn that corner, even though the wins are lucky and the points are scrappy and the goals are scrappy. They're like sort of turning a corner right now. And I'm just like, it just feels good to me. Like I, I feel like his points are still just going to trickle in, at least in these, these good fixtures before, you know, Chelsea, Spurs, Leicester, et cetera. Okay. Yeah, just gut giving a little credit to gut. Yeah, no, you gotta gotta credit the gut. We yeah, have different guts on this moment. And guts more often. Every time I don't do it, it's horrible. So yeah, every time I transfer Otsal and it's fantastic. Yeah, see, but yeah, so let's talk about Musay Muset. Um, Eric B said over the last six game weeks, he has four goals, three assists, nine bones, second highest scoring forward behind Vardy. Next five fixtures are home Newcastle, away Norwich, home Villa, away Brighton, home Watford. Amazingly cheap, 5-1. Is he the ideal forward enabler or should we be considering him? And DeWitt on Slack, who's also going to write guest lineup lambs after uh, tomorrow morning. He said, is Musset a good rotator, rotation slash enabler option? Great upcoming fixtures. Looked good with more consistent minutes recently. So you like him, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I feel like... The more I watch Wilder's team, they, they like, it's really hard to, for me to explain in words of like what I see with this. It's like they are very compact and kind of like parked, but they spring their counters and they have men forward so fast that they have like, they create really good chances because they create these like odd man rushes, yeah. you know, kind of on the opposition, like really fast. And, and, whether and it's they're like, designed, I think that's a huge part of it. They're not just, they don't just win the ball back and run forward like Arsenal status. They win the ball back in a certain position and a certain guy wins it and they, certain few guys are the only ones going forward. The rest of the team stays back and because yeah. they create those overloads. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like they, that's why like Pointstrom keeps getting these just sitters, you know. I mean, he's that like that fourth man in the box, like late runner when the C, like the two or three defenders are like pulled out like in the wrong spot. And, you know, they have the, the wing back coming in or whatever. It's just, they, they just, they just are creating a lot on the counters. And, you know, they have a few really good fixtures coming up. The next five are like really good home Newcastle at Norwich, home Villa at Brighton, home Watford. I, I feel like they create more chances in open play than pretty much like everyone outside of like the top six from what I've been seeing so far. Right. Especially I don't the really, counter. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really. So the, the, the one con is that like they have no squad. And like they're going to be having to rely on the same like Norwood, Fleck, Lunch, or midfield. Like if they get more tired, you know, that could be a thing. You know, they obviously he rotates like four or five strikers for those two spots. Like, you know, at 70 minutes, like that's like it's all up for grabs. But I feel like with those fixtures, like this is a really good time to, to go on Musset and Musset. <laughs> and I think. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's like a good pick. I just, 
feel like he's like a good enabler, like a good good option for this little spell. And yeah, I mean Sheffield just Sheffield yeah. United just look really good. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I like him a lot too. I think that like you know, he's not gonna keep this rate of scoring up, that's for sure, but he is gonna keep this rate of assisting up. Like he's creating like you say He's creating really good chances. He's like kind of the focal point on a lot of these counters, or he's either the one who takes a shot or he creates the shot. Like he created and, that and, really good yeah. flex chance this weekend. And, like, and, and, and that's the thing with him, right? Like we keep seeing him in the box. Like his like little layoffs, like his little taps to like the onrunner is like really good. Like it's really he's just good. Fucking good. I, I remember I tweeted this actually, but I don't know if you saw it. Like so. Statsbomb did all their like previews of every team before the season started, and they had this like little paragraph on Musset, and it was just sort of like about how Musset, Musset, this is gonna drive me insane. (laughs) But it was basically just like (laughs) it was how he's a good, like low risk sort of guy with upside. Like there's a reason that Bournemouth bought him. You know they saw this in him too and how and whatever Bournemouth fuckery just couldn't get it out of him or whatever. But he used to be a good prospect. He had like very like good numbers, good prospects, good player, looked good, all that shit. And, you know, he had like 14 goals in in League 2, you know, before he moved to Bournemouth and stuff. He was seen as like a good young prospect and it just seems like they just hit the home run. They just basically nailed this guy who's just actually fucking good and it took Wilder and this team to get it out of him. Like it doesn't seem like the stuff he's doing is like super unsustainable or lucky or whatever. It's no. just Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Like, I agree turns, completely. Shots, like it's just like good. Like yeah. he's just good. It seems so far away from unsustainable. Like yeah. he's I mean, in and around everything and he's good and he's linking shit and he's the final kind of final baller or at least the assister like he's yeah. there yeah meanwhile McGoldrick is like four oh and a half God. xg and no goals on the season I, I i think it's it's a little bit insane that they bought mcburney and they keep playing goldrick thinking like this is good like yeah. how is he getting games <laughs> over him i don't understand that yeah i don't know. <laughs> it's crazy like that's crazy that's crazy that's perverse, it's like oh yeah like good is. work great like what it's it's that's XP is off the charts. Yeah, the XP Wilder's yeah. XP is just insane. Um, all right, so should we move to some questions? Just rapid fire some questions. Yeah. yeah. Do it. So we got a bunch of questions on Wilf, Fakarilla, Ashir, Ricky Chubbs. They're all kind of wondering: Is it Wilf time? Is it Milivojevic time? Wilf in for Kevin potentially with the bad fixtures, and and what to expect from Wilf going forward? I think like yeah, we've been getting a lot of Wilf action on Slack. I think yeah. it's like kind of like how do you check your expectations there and. You know he's not an explosive player at all, right? Like yeah, he's he's a one gonna, return player. Yeah, he's a one return player, and you know he's pretty cheap, so you know you you like that. But you know if you're expecting him, like oh, like I'm going to spike like a 15 pointer from Wolf, like that's not really going to happen. And 
you know, the fixture run for Palace is fucking stupid until like March. Yeah. They've gotten like a lot of their really rough fixtures out of the way. And I mean, I'm more interested in the defense really than Wilf. But yeah, I mean, Wilf is definitely like a good, good option. Like if, if you're kind of, Backed up against the wall, especially like Mount is who's just the worst player in the league. Like that's <laughs> like a that's a really good you know straight swap and even like Matto like, a million cheaper. I feel like Wilf is gonna tick honestly kind of similarly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. But it's still with Palace is like I I like the the defense is just like really really good value to me. Yeah. That that's that, that's it. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, I I feel basically the same. It's he's a very weird player in FBL Wolf because obviously you'd prefer the fixtures to be good rather than bad, but also we know that they kind of don't matter for his play style and Palace's play style. So it's all very weird. Um, yeah, like at Chelsea and home Norwich are like the same fixture yeah, for Wilf. Exactly, because they play yeah. just as conservative and rely just as much on the counter, no matter if if they have possession or not. So it's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of Pope action, Vinay, Ashir, Chucky, they're all kind of wondering about Pope versus Hendo, Gazaniga, Ryan, Guaita. And then Chucky, Chucky followed it up with questioning the, the mass exodus of Pope. He said, yeah, only nine goals conceded in seven home games, third highest scoring keeper in the game. Opportunity for lots of saves versus City. They haven't been free scoring right now anyway. Feels like any of Pope, Guaita, Hendo, Ryan can haul or fall the next month. And if you have one, just hold your guy. What do you think about that? Yeah, I disagree strongly with that. I think when you look at the the fixtures for Burnley, I mean, they have home home City at, at, at Spurs the next two. Then they have a few good ones. But one one home Newcastle at Bournemouth at Everton, like maybe one clean in those three, and they have United, Chelsea, Leicester, United again, and then Arsenal, like taking us to February. There, there are not a lot of clean sheets there. Like if if they keep two clean sheets until game week twenty six, that would probably be like about what I would expect. And I, I just don't see a lot of upside there. You know, I, I don't, I just don't, don't like that run at all. And the other thing with, with Burnley this season for, for whatever it's worth, I mean, he has not been keeping a lot of saves. Yeah. That's like he's the thing. kind of, that's the key. yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like Guaita or Hendo kind of levels of like right in and around, you know, one save point per game. And, you know, they, he had, uh, seven saves against Arsenal. Five against Liverpool, and then four the against Brighton. But otherwise, Chelsea. yeah, it's just they they block so much, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and they're not like I don't know, you know. We talked about a, a, like last year, two years ago, with like Heaton and, and and Pope, you know, that they're letting them shoot unimpeded, kind of from outside the box or you know low xg spots where where the goalkeeper is getting a lot of saves and it's just not happening this year. And I, that's like beyond my pay grade for understanding like why or if that's sustainable or what's happening. But you know, when you're looking at it, you know, you, you can't look at those fixtures and think like, yeah, he's going to score more points than, you know, Hendo, a team that has so much better fixtures and just better defensively and with similar save output or Ryan who just makes a million saves every game. 
with you know a little bit better fixtures, and it, it just doesn't seem like it just yeah. doesn't seem good. You know? no, I'm with you. I mean, I and I just looked back while you were talking. This is basically I feel like all you need to know. Sixteen, seventeen. They're second in the league in shots conceded to Sunderland by three. In seventeen, eighteen, they were second in the league in shots conceded by nine to Stoke. Last season, they were first by like. 70 in shots conceded and this season they're 11th yeah so something's changed something's changed dramatically because they used to be pretty consistently conceding the most shots in the league save points were absolutely flying every single season and they're not even remotely close this season yeah and Villa have conceded the most at 257 they're on 187 this season so it's like not close so between Henderson and Ryan, because that's like been a big slack topic. What what do you see there? I think I still like Ryan. I'm not, I don't even have the fixtures up on my screen right now, and it's just the bones. I just the bones are just ridiculous, and and they're sustainable. Like this is a thing that's going to maintain their play style. Gets him a ton of BPS. He has by no far defender the most. is good. What? Because they just like no defender is good on bones for Brighton. Like they just hoof. Like they don't get the pass completion. It's just yeah. I mean, more than that, he's just so good at them. Like he has fifty more BPS than second place guy. Who, funnily enough, is Pope. But like he is. There's a shout of him getting max bones and in any fixture, which is yeah. mental. Like we yeah. just saw, they just lost three one to United. And he got nine saves and max bonus. Like that, no other keeper really has that in the league. So for yeah. me, it's probably just Ryan. And, and honestly, I have to say, I was talking to the guys yesterday about it. Like I was at Liverpool Brighton. They were fucking good. Like they're good. I know that they're low on the table. They, they're still probably going to lose some matches 5 0. They have that in their locker for sure. But like I. I would say that there's no chance of them getting relegated. Like they're good enough. Like they're very competent. They're very good on the ball. Ryan's good. They're just good. They're good in possession. I was really impressed with them. So yeah. for whatever yeah. that's worth. Yeah, no, that's worth a lot. I, I agree. Yeah. So I like Ryan. I do, I think Guaita is a fine shout, and you know you hold him without question for fucking. Minimum fifteen game weeks, not yeah, even till your till your next wild card. Yeah, till till we're wild carding for the double game week for sure, <laughs> yeah. no question. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How would you rank him in there ahead of Hendo? Yeah. <sighs> would you put Schmikes yeah. ahead of all of these guys? Yeah, I would definitely put Schmikes ahead of all of these guys. I mean, that's like it's like a, a, it's another level of the team, right? Yeah, like they're, it is another tier. Regardless up. of the fixture, like they're so much better. So I would definitely put Schmeichel first. I would probably put Guaita second, Ryan third, Hendo fourth. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Yeah, that's yeah. really close. And I mean, Gaz, and Gaz is, way below them. <laughs> yeah, Gaz, it's just it's, yeah. It, and this is the kind of thing. It's like kind of a little bit silly for us. Like with FPL, is like, you know, it's such a fine margin of what, like, what tips you into one camp or the Absolutely, other. Yeah. But when we look back at this in February, and we're like, 
oh my God, like this goalkeeper got 20 more points. Like it's very, like that's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. And like you, you said you earlier, wanna... like a clean, there's a lot of luck in clean sheets. And all yeah. it takes is like one match where one of these guys saves a pen, gets Max Bones clean fucking haul. And then you look back in February and like, wow, this guy got 15 more points. And it's like one match. <laughs> it's a yeah. one yeah. action that got yeah. there. So it's, it's, it's very close for sure. Um, Ricky and Lucas looking for mount replacements in the same price bracket. So Wilf is definitely one, but anyone else you like in that price bracket? Lucas, I guess. Yeah, Lucas, but otherwise, no. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Are we out on Telemans? He's just so much worse than the defenders, right? Yeah, it just it's the same kind of thing that we have always talked about with him, where it's just like his role is you know, very kind of CDM-y and he's like a little box of box and, you know, he'll get his little points here and there. But, you know, you, when you have players in and around like the seven, he's six, seven right now, right? Like when you have players like Lucas who have brace potential, like Tailman's never has that. Yeah. If he scores a goal, you're just like counting your stars. You know who I like? I I like Grealish. Grealish. I've been shouting him since fucking preseason. He's so fucking good, dude. He's incredible. Yeah. He yeah. I mean, he. Fi- like, away Chelsea is not a bad attacking fixture. He has home Leicester in game week 16. That's obviously terrible. Away Sheffield United and after that, terrible. But yeah. he's a tick guy. Like, yeah, he's a long term guy. He's captain. He'll probably play all of these matches. He's an insane engine. Even if you're Irish, I think he's, he's a good shout. Yeah, I, I I agree. I like I like the Gorilla show. Like, I mean, I like him a lot more than like Tielemans for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's um, five nine. I mean, five nine is so really cheap. cheap, dude. You can make yeah. a team with him and like Musse starting every week, and I wouldn't even hate it. The yeah. problem is the guys, <laughs> the premium guys of like Mo, Mane, Raz are like not that good either. So it's like yeah. the best team is like seventy on? million. Yeah. Um, Gilfian's like favorite differentials for Christmas. My rank is stuck in no man's land. I wouldn't mind having a couple punty slots in my team. I mean, the the thing I'm looking at. I mean, I'm obviously just like kind of for the lols, but I think that triple Palace D is like something I might hit into this week. We'll we'll get there. Oh my god! <laughs> what <laughs> is that a surprise? It's perverse. It's not surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking my XP, so I'm always looking for that XP. But I think that, like, that's the kind of thing that I, I mean, you just look at the fixtures and it's, it's like kind of stupid. Yeah. And, it, it you know, ridiculous. if, if they're cleaning, you know, if you, if you look at their, their fixtures from like now to like basically Game Week 31, which is, you know, March 21st, they're, you know, they have one bad fixture at City. They have, and a home arsenal in there, but otherwise it's just a sea of green. And we are one of those teams that are also like good away clean shouts because we just set up with three CDMs and shit. Yeah, yeah. If we keep like you know a fifty-eight percent clean sheet rate in those fixtures or something, which I think is like kind of reasonable, like basically a one in two clean sheet. That's so much value because the players are cheap, right? Like if you have like Guaita and Kelly and, you know, PVA is a little expensive or, you know, you pick a center back, you hit that, like Sacco. Mama, baby. 
Yeah, but it's it's like the fixtures are like so good. Yeah, and I I think that like to me like that's the biggest differential right now that I can identify. Well, yeah, and honestly, I I like sort of like challenge the premise of the question because we just have these two manager sackings. Like Spurs players are not highly owned. Like I know the the idea of a differential is like some guy that no one has or whatever. Like Sun is under fifteen percent owned. Like get Sun. <laughs> like Lucas is four point two percent owned. Ori is four percent owned. Like yeah. these guys are fucking good. Ozil's under probably no one has Ozil. Oh, that's perverse. That that's that's ridiculous. He is zero point nine percent owned. Like there's Usually the word differential is associated with like a complete punt, like a sort of sexy guy on a pretty bad team or something like that. But like there are just actual good guys on top six teams that are differentials right now. So you don't have to like yeah. look too hard and, and find some like gem or something like that. Musse, yeah, it's true. everyone we talked about. Musse, Grealish, fucking all these guys. Yeah. Even Pulisic probably. Um, Graham is Salah's son a no-brainer at this point? Yeah, I mean, what are you doing with Salah? I have no idea. I might even go back to Raz. Oh my god! Yeah, I might just that's it. Going back to Raz is the exact type of thing that both of us would never do because we would just be like scorned and just be like, "I fucking hate this," you know. And I'm just like, "Oh, maybe." It was my original move anyway. Was mow out and keep Raz, and like maybe it, it's turning a new leaf. That that positioning against Newcastle. I mean, they they're playing plenty of other narrow fucking buses coming up. You know, Burnley, United, <coughs> Wolves, Leicester, Sheffield United. Like, there's plenty of opportunity for him to come inside against a lot of these teams. So I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll just go back to Raz. But yeah, Sun is absolutely great too. No question about that. Yeah. Yeah, not much to add there. Um, Jeff D. Unsight, only three more. At Jeff D. Unsight, I feel like the past few weeks have taught me that hits are good and logic doesn't matter. For example, Laka versus Obbs. Is it time to just have fun or do we trust the process? Just it's always the- about threading that needle. Yeah, it's, it's threading the needle. Like we're we're yoloing, but if you actually follow the logic in our moves, like there's some sense. We're not like throwing our ranks out the window. I don't think we're getting guys that we like and who are good for the most part. Yeah, sure, I like that. Sure, why not? Sure. S Slack with Vardy now a legit captaincy option. Do we really need two to three ten plus million premiums like in the past? There's a lot of value in defense too. Does it feel like we're picking and sticking to more expensive assets just because we can? So Sterling, Obs, Kane, etc. And yeah, I think that definitely. this is like yeah, this is definitely like the season of like the eleven million plus assets are just not really worth the bacon, and you know especially with Vardy cap, you know, yeah, no for sure, yeah, for no, sure, it's I a great so. way of putting it. I mean, it's like whatever bias is called this, we're like legitimately picking players just because they're bigger names, more expensive on better teams, and all that's undeniably true but we're not picking players because they're like better value or better picks right now yeah yeah for sure and then espen on slack last question do you still rate madison with all the soupy soups emerging at spurs oh my god this is such a tilting question 
Yeah, I have no words for this. What do you What do you think? I mean, you have Mata, and he, you're you bought him in for two blanks. My slight rant earlier about like gut feel and scored. intuition. It was basically with Matto in mind because he is the player more than anyone else this season that everyone else has been high on. And I've been like, no, I still think he's like not a good pick, not good value, whatever. When it came time to make my like minus eight, my like big dick move, I bring in the guy that I don't even like. Like, why do I even have him? It's like a byproduct of like low self esteem or something. I like talk shit on him all season. And why do you knock at Otolan? Right. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, the timing was a little unlucky because it was right before the Poch sacking, I think, and it was, you know, obviously before the Arsenal sacking and stuff like that. But he's never going to score points as long as I own him. And I'm going to get rid of him soon and just rip the band aid off because he's not a good pick. And his goals were fucking lucky bullshit earlier in the season. And yeah, he'll take a few things, but half the time he's the deepest player on their fucking team. And it's just like a nightmare. And I feel so bad that I own him. Okay. How's that? Yeah, that's good. God, that that was I didn't need to read that question. That was annoying. Um all right, let's go on. Yep. So what are you looking at for caps? Um, I mean, obviously Vardy is like the most obvious thing of life. Yeah. I'm definitely not gonna cap Vardy this week. What are you week. talking about? Yeah, come on, fucking I'm perverse. I'm looking at uh, locker <laughs> points. Come from, on, yeah. no, I, there's actually zero percent chance I captain for it. Why? I'm not, I'm not captain because I just like I want to have more fun. Uh, I hate to see yeah. this. Yeah, it's fine. You're just going down don't, in don't, Yeah, yeah, just don't, don't start, don't start with me. So who are you looking at? I'm looking at locker or or points trim. Lunch trim. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay, so I'm going to Captain Locker. Locker home, Brighton. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. So one one thing I was, I mean. <laughs> I love that you're just like moving on. Oh <laughs> it's my it's fucking fine. God. I mean, I don't like care. I get Captain Blanks every week. It just like doesn't matter. But one thing I was thinking about Locker that is a little, I mean, this is like probably too deep, but. When you go to Anfield, that game you are through the ringer, like the most ringers of ringers, and I like that idea of getting the back end of that, like sloppy right, seconds. Right, 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 right. Especially the the way that they lost, where they like almost got it back and pressed yeah, super hard yeah. for the last twenty minutes. Yeah, emotionally like, draining as well. Yeah, and like going going from like fucking ass fuck like middle of the ocean, wherever they live, Brighton, South Coast, to, you know, fucking Midlands, to Liverpool, and then coming back down to London. I, I feel like they could get done. Well, that's what I was saying kind of earlier, is like they they have gotten done multiple times this season. They yeah. They play in a style... That's very positive and attacking and possession and, and ticky tacka, honestly, more than they get credit for. That lends them to getting like fucking railed for nil sometimes. But it yeah. also means they're like kind of good and that's why he got a contract extension and they'll pick up points and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't hate that show. Yeah, well, I mean, hate it or love it. I'm I mean, it's definitely... ridiculous not capping Vardy, but if you're not going it's, to, it's ridiculous. 
ridiculous to not Captain Vardy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm definitely not Captain. No, Vardy. yeah. As long as you know that, and then I, oh, I'm I, fine with you. The awareness is off the charts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. X, That's the X awareness thing. is like. like 20.0. If I ask you if you're too drunk to drive home, I need to know that you're like aware. <laughs> and then you can go do whatever you want. You know what I mean? It's like, That's no, what dude, I only had like, no, dude, I only had like 10 drinks tonight. What are you talking about? And I'm about? like, I have, to, I have to have that look in your eye. Like, you know that this is stupid, right? Not Captain Vardy. And as long as uh, you're yeah. just like, yes, I know. Then I'm like, oh, yeah. he's, he's clear. Mm-hmm. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you gonna, are you going to be in Vards? I mean, yeah, I think so. I have it's I have so my... dumb to not cat, dude. He doesn't blank. Well, yeah, and what I was looking at his numbers, and one of the one of the things that's funny that's happened is kind of what we talked about is like he was getting by with these like scrappy, like he probably shouldn't have had a goal, he had his one shot or whatever the fuck. That's no longer the case. Like he could have braced. Against Everton, he could have fucking had eat against Dude. Brighton. He's like flying he's, right now. He's had five blanks all year, and of those five blanks, it's been at Liverpool, home Spurs, at United, at Chelsea, home Wolves. <laughs> he's so, literally scored every other game. That's so and sick. They are not playing a top four. They're home Watford. Like, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's I just have insane him, I have to think that he won't boot. score. I bet, it, I bet him golden boot in preseason. No, you boot when you want. Huge odds. Let's go. He has 13 goals already. That's like fucking locked up. That's like Dude, done. I have him over 15 and a half goals. That's what his over-under was and golden boot. He's on 13. Oh, I mean, he would have to tear his ACL like getting yeah. out of the shower tomorrow yeah, yeah. to yeah. not do that. Yeah, yeah. So that feels good. But lot, lot, locker though. So talk to Definitely. me about this like triple move to get in triple palace. What what moves are you making here? So I, I'm honestly I'm looking at Robbo and Pope to PVA and Guaita for a hit. Robbo Pope to PVA Guaita for a hit. Yeah. Um. I'm either going to do that or I'm going to save. It does feel like a weirdly very good week to save to me with just so little time off and rotation and yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I mean my team's fine, like my bench is fine. I am everything's fine, but I think just save. Yeah, save save seems good, but I'm still just like All it's, the Pope's it's, home city, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably a two pointer and it's it's really at, like, at most probably a two pointer. Yeah. It's it's Pretty comical to think that Liverpool are going to keep another clean sheet this season, and this is this game tomorrow or on Wednesday is a game that is this season. So that's dumb, you know. That's like fucking stupid. So I I, that's the thing is like I'm I'm thinking about just like doing it as fast as possible, taking the hit and then just having that locked in for a while. Can you can you afford Pope to Ryan? Like do you have money in the bank? Yeah, I, I I can do that. Just just do the Pope and then do. Robin but then I'm not going to have my treble, which you know how I feel about it. You'll get your treble. It's yeah. still coming. No, it's not. I can't. Like that's the missing oh, link. You can't I'm not going to get rid of Tr- You mean? Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of Trent or Pointstrom. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize you couldn't afford Guaita. You could only afford Ryan. Yeah, I can't afford Guaita. Yeah. I think just get Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah, I might, I might do that. Although, I mean, I mean like, he has Arsenal, so you could just save still. He's away yeah, Arsenal, I, so like... Yeah, I mean, that's basically the 
same shit. Like saving is fine. Yeah, I think save I, or get Ryan. I probably I would probably just get Ryan or something. Yeah, I, I honestly like I'm I'm kind of partial to saving because I do feel like if I mean there's it's it's silly to think that he's not going to play Robbo in the Darb, but then like the two days if there's a game that Robbo's going to miss, it's at Bournemouth like that. I agree. That's like the most like okay like we'll play Hector Moreno that game like I don't know if you saw him in the books. Or... <laughs> he's, he's kinda, no, no, no. He's gotta I be fully agree. Though. I fully agree. It'll be so, I mean, if that's, first eleven normal first eleven against Everton. That would be yeah. Ridiculous. But like if that's like that's a game he's gonna miss. Like if I could do that for free, like that sounds okay. Yeah. But yeah, like Pope to Ryan when they both have bad fixtures. Like I don't know. That's dumb. I feel yeah. Like but that's week. the thing with Ryan, right? I just didn't say words out of my mouth. But what I tried to say is that's the thing with Ryan, right? It's like Pope's going to get like three or four saves and concede four. And Ryan's going to maybe concede two or three and get eight saves and two bones for passing completion. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So it's like that's why you want him. So anyway, I mean, that's I I just like I don't really give a shit that much. I'll I'll probably I think savings like after I took a minus four and a minus eight, it's, it feels okay to say. Yeah, it feels okay to say. Yeah. Yeah. What, are, Will, what are you Will's looking at? going up tonight. I just saw, wow, okay. Oh, good job by him. Um, are you saving also? Well, yeah, so I can save. I have really good cover with Connolly at Arsenal, which he'll probably score in. Like, I almost want to start him over Tamori. I might do, honestly. Um, I, I would. I would start him over Tamori. Yeah, I mean, Tamori home villa. Yeah, I, I, I probably will. But just yeah. double... Double checking it right now. Um, so I have good cover in Tamori Home Villa still. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm i going to get rid of Mo soon. So I feel like I should just do it. And like doing it to Raz or Sun are probably the main two guys that I'm looking at. Yeah, but getting Sun before United feels bad. Yeah, it's kind of silly too, right? Yeah, I think that's dumb. Um Save seems good. Yeah, so I'll probably save or do Mo to Mane or do Mo to Raz. Yeah. Yeah, no. Save, 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 save. Let's, let's save together. Yeah, maybe we'll say hit together, save together, ride together, die together. Yeah. We'll take a minus 20 next week. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait? Yeah, Mo is just, he looks so fucked up right now. Yeah, it was ridiculous. He really does. Like, in, in watching him in person, like, especially, like, closely. I mean, he gets subbed every game. He never gets subbed. Yeah, before the injury, literally never gets subbed, and now he gets subbed every game. He looks every game. so unsure of himself and like just not confident. Like he's just like getting by in the matches. Yeah. He's not himself yeah. at all. It's crazy. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Chowdhury. Fucking dick. Yeah, Afro, Afro man. Yeah, fuck him. Um, Man City, Man City mercenary. <laughs> Let me slap Anises for new signups. We got a few new signups. Yeah, Christopher O'Donnell, Dolan, Luke, Josh Vaughn, Darren Houston, Jake Dolan. Wow, double Dolan duty. Uh, Sam Vanden Weingard. I wonder where he's from. Callum Henderson, Adam Beasley, and Yazan. Thanks so much. Mm, slap that ass. Get in there. Big month, big December coming up. So we'll probably, we'll be on and off if we do Friday My Life episodes or not for this month because in a game week like, in a in a week like this week coming up, we're just going to do a normal pod probably on Thursday or Friday instead of a Friday My Life because of the turnaround. But then in, in the middle of the month, it's back to normal schedule. So we'll do Friday My Life's. 
I think that's it, brother. Yeah, good pod. Good job by you! Check us out! Head up from LPL.com. Follow us on Twitter and FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash Sports Social Podcast Network.